Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts out there. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor, but still want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, to name a few. Perfect for enjoying with family or friends and taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 2766, You Might Be a Perfectionist, by Sarah Stanisai of prospecttherapy.com. And I'm Justin Mollick, the guy reading to you every day of the year with permission from the authors. And with that, let's get right to another post and start optimizing your life. You Might Be a Perfectionist by Sarah Stanisai of prospecttherapy.com. Most people strive to do their best. What's wrong with that? It's natural to want to succeed at the things you do. Our culture encourages us to strive for our absolute best. But when does striving for achievement become perfectionism? Perfectionist tendencies are the combination of wanting to do our best while simultaneously feeling like we never actually do. Having high standards and wanting to pursue excellence can be helpful qualities. Without them, one could argue everyone and everything would stay mediocre. But this is different from perfectionism, which is less about an excellent result and more hyper-focused on not making any mistakes or having flaws. When perfectionists make mistakes, they feel like a complete failure and fixate on the negative and have anxiety or depression over their perceived flaws. When people with high standards make mistakes, they forgive themselves, see it as a part of the process, learn from it, and are not deterred from their pursuit. It's normal to want to highlight our successes for others and to be hesitant to try something we know we won't be good at, but sometimes these good and normal intentions can become a pattern of tendencies that actually end up causing us more harm than good. You might be consciously aware that perfection isn't an achievable thing, but perfectionism can still affect you every single day. Perfectionists will often even say things like, I know it's not reasonable to expect this of myself, but I still do. How exactly do you tell if you're a perfectionist? Well, you might be a perfectionist if the following sounds familiar. Number one, you feel like no matter what you do, you're going to fail. Thoughts of failure and inadequacy are a hallmark symptom of perfectionism. Whether it's a homework assignment, work task, speech, or art project, You feel like you're not gonna perform well enough. Even if it's something you do all the time, you're worried every time that you'll mess it up. This fear can have two very adverse effects. Firstly, if you do the task, you'll inevitably critique yourself endlessly regardless of how well you perform it, thus causing self-esteem issues and furthering your feelings of inadequacy. Secondly, your fear may keep you from performing the task altogether. If you're a chronic procrastinator, It might be because you fear the finished product won't be good enough. Seems like a no-win situation, especially when the task is something you really need to do. Either way, 
it's tough to go through life feeling like a failure. Number two, you're controlling your relationships. Because you're always striving for perfection, you may also seek it out in those around you. It's one thing to want everything to go smoothly in your relationships, and it's another to force that to happen. We all seek a certain amount of control in a relationship, but perfectionists tend to take criticism to the next level. It may not even be ill-intentioned. You might think you're helping. Pay attention to your comments about your partner. Do you often comment on their driving, the way they dress? Do you give unwarranted advice about their work or school? Maybe you just want what's best for them or you know they can do better, but maybe you're taking your own perfectionism out on them. This approach can create severe issues in a relationship if a partner always feels criticized or controlled. Number three, you overanalyze everything, even the small stuff. It's prevalent for perfectionists to overanalyze everything they do, from what they wear to how they carry themselves to what others think of them and how they interact with people. It's certainly not wrong to have self-awareness, but overanalyzing everything can quickly become overwhelming. For example, maybe you had a conversation with your coworker and you put your foot in your mouth. In reality, your coworker probably didn't notice anything, but you feel embarrassed or maybe even angry at yourself for the slip up. While we all have this happen occasionally, a perfectionist can struggle after every interaction, going over the conversation again and again. They might use this minor interaction as a reason for all the other negative things in their life. When your overanalyzing gets to a point where even small mistakes bother you excessively, it can be a severe issue when you aren't able to let them go. We have to be able to give ourselves space to be human, which does mean we sometimes make mistakes. Number four, you set unrealistic standards for yourself. When you're striving for perfection, anything less isn't good enough. Because of this, it's widespread that perfectionists set unrealistic standards for both themselves and sometimes those close to them. It's common that these high standards can be seen in multiple areas of life, like professionally and personally. You got an A on a test? Well, it should have been an A+. Your team did a great job on a presentation at work? Well, so-and-so could have contributed more. A perfectionist can always find reasons to turn an achievement into a failure. You might even downplay your own achievements contributing to imposter syndrome. Again, perfectionism isn't a truly attainable goal. It's not realistic to expect it, and yet perfectionists do. This mindset quickly creates internal and interpersonal conflicts. Over time, this can be seen in a history of unsatisfying relationships or long-term mood fluctuations like anxiety and depression. Or number five, You have feelings of loneliness and low self-esteem. Because perfectionists can't achieve perfection, no one can, their constant failures may leave them feeling vulnerable and with low self-esteem. It's easy to compare your worst days to others' best accomplishments, especially through social media. Furthermore, perfectionists may eventually isolate themselves from others as to not inflict their standards on them, or relationships don't work out because of the impossible standards. It can become incredibly lonely and draining. But life doesn't have to be that way. If you feel like any of these five symptoms apply to you, you may very well be a perfectionist. It's important to understand that you don't have to suffer, especially if you've gotten to a point where it's contributing to low self-esteem or unhealthy relationships. A therapist can help you recognize areas of your life that are controlled by perfectionism 
and how you can make changes and see things in a different life. You don't have to feel like a failure. And perfect doesn't have to be the only standard you know. You just listened to the post titled, You Might Be a Perfectionist by Sarah Stanisai of prospecttherapy.com. Thank you to Sarah. I'm definitely someone who leans towards perfectionism more than not, but I think I've made improvement over the years, and I think reading these articles has helped. Another thing that has helped is having some people around me, especially at work, who aren't perfectionists. I'd imagine if everyone working on this podcast was a perfectionist, we'd probably step on each other's toes all the time and never be happy. But thankfully, I'm probably the only one closer to that side, whereas everyone else is encouraging and tells me that if I think I made a mistake or changed something that they didn't even notice, sort of resets me a little bit. And I realize that I could be putting way too much effort into something too small when I could be focusing on the bigger picture. Perfectionism can sound like a good thing, but in reality, it's probably more limiting than it is helpful. As the author mentioned, we might even be hesitant to try something new because we assume we won't be good at it. We might also have imposter syndrome, which is really unhelpful. Imposter syndrome was talked about briefly closer to the end of the article, but there were a couple of times where the author was talking about something and it reminded me of imposter syndrome. So I thought it'd be good to explain what that is. And the quick definition is basically feeling like a fraud or unsuccessful despite being successful or high performing. We almost think we don't deserve it or we got lucky or that somehow someone will figure out that we actually don't know what we're really doing. Whereas that's just something we're telling ourselves and we actually do deserve the praise and attention for all the hard work. Perfectionism can cause that type of thinking, which again, isn't helpful. So it's good to keep it in check and reflect on it from time to time. So do reflect on it today. I know I will. Thank you for being here and listening every day. It means a lot. And I'll see you back here again tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.